0: TUC Radio, Time of Useful Consciousness. Britain will send depleted uranium munitions to Ukraine. Annabel Goldie, the British Minister of State for Defense, made this announcement last week on March 20, 2023. Britain already has sent the first Challenger 2 tanks to Ukraine and the depleted uranium munitions are designed to be fired from these tanks. This announcement came just two days after the commemoration of the 20th anniversary of the Iraq war, where DU ammunitions were used on a large scale. The campaign for nuclear disarmament has attacked the UK's decision. Kate Hudson, its general secretary, said, CND has repeatedly called for the UK government to place an immediate moratorium on the use of depleted uranium. DU munitions were used by the US and Britain in the Gulf War in 1991 and in Iraq in 2003. Their use has caused a sharp increase in the incidence rates of some cancers such as breast cancer and lymphoma. Depleted uranium also has been implicated in a rise in birth defects in areas adjacent to the main battlefields. Kate Hudson says that the DU pollution will be long-term for many generations to come and can make agricultural land unsuitable for use. No treaty explicitly banning the use of DU is yet in force, but it is clear that its use runs counter to the basic rules and principles of international humanitarian law. In 2006, the European Parliament called for the introduction of a total ban classifying the use of DU as inhuman. Since 2007, repeated U.N. General Assembly resolutions have highlighted serious concerns over the use of DU weapons. However, four states have consistently prevented the adoption of the resolutions. They are Britain, the U.S., France, and Israel. Here now from Defense Updates, the news that the Challenger 2 tanks Britain is sending to Ukraine will be armed with depleted uranium munitions, followed by a report from The World
1: Is One News. On March 20th, Annabel Goldie, the British Minister of State for Defense, declared that as part of an aid package to support Ukraine's ongoing war effort against Russia, her country would provide depleted uranium munitions. In January, Britain committed to providing 14 Challenger 2 tanks to Ukraine and the majority of the training for Ukrainian personnel has already been completed. When Britain pledged to send 14 Challenger 2 tanks to Ukraine, it became the first country to offer Western-designed tanks to Kyiv. Later, under significant pressure from the United States and Poland, Germany also granted permission to supply Leopard 2 tanks which are widely used across Europe to Ukraine. Interestingly, Britain is now the first country to commit to supplying this type of shells. Defense Updates analyzes how Russia is so irked by Britain's decision to supply depleted uranium munitions to Ukraine. Let's get into the details. Depleted uranium is a byproduct of the process of enriching natural uranium to create nuclear fuel. It is considered less radioactive than naturally occurring uranium since it contains a lower amount of the fissionable material U-235. With a density that is 1.7 times greater than that of lead, uranium is exceptionally dense metal. This characteristic makes it ideal for applications where having a large mass in a confined space is beneficial. During the 1970s, the U.S. Army started producing armor-piercing rounds utilizing depleted uranium. It's also added depleted uranium to the munitions fired by the Air Force's A-10 close air support attack plane known as the Tank Killer. Depleted uranium shells were used in both Gulf Wars and in Serbia and Kosovo. Over time, depleted uranium has also been incorporated into composite tank armor to enhance its strength. Since it is produced using low-level radioactive waste left over from the manufacture of nuclear fuel or nuclear warheads, it is affordable to produce in large quantities. Goldie was asked directly whether depleted uranium munitions would be provided and she responded, Alongside our granting of Squadron of Challenger 2 main battle tanks to Ukraine, we will be providing ammunition including armor-piercing rounds which contain depleted uranium. Such rounds are highly effective in defeating modern tanks and armored vehicles. There is a strong possibility that Britain intends to establish a precedent that would facilitate the U.S and Germany in providing depleted uranium weaponry for their own tanks which are also expected to be supplied to Ukraine. If the U.S and Germany follow in Britain's footsteps, they could provide Ukraine with M829 APF SDS rounds which is compatible with the M1 Abrams and Leopard 2. The head of the Russian delegation to the Vienna negotiations on military security and arms control Konstantin Gavrilov stated on January 25th, We know that Leopard 2 tanks as well as Bradley and Marauder armored fighting vehicles can use depleted uranium shells which can contaminate terrain just like it happened in Yugoslavia and Iraq. If Kyiv were supplied with such munitions for the use and Western heavy military hardware, we would regard it as the use of dirty nuclear bombs against Russia, with all the consequences that entails." Russian President Vladimir Putin stated, if all this happens, Russia will have to respond accordingly given that the West collectively is already beginning to use weapons with a nuclear component. Although Putin did not provide any details, the Russian leader frequently uses nuclear-related warnings, primarily as a means of convincing Western nations to restrict their involvement in Ukraine. Meanwhile, Sergei Shoigu, Russia's defense minister, said there were now fewer and fewer steps left before a potential nuclear collision between Russia and the West. Vyacheslav Volodin, the speaker of the Russian parliament's lower house, said rounds containing depleted uranium could lead to a tragedy on a global scale that will primarily affect European countries. Volodin said the use of such U.S. ammunition in the former Yugoslavia and Iraq led to radioactive contamination and a sharp rise in oncological diseases. Moscow also has its own Svinets-2 depleted uranium tank shells in its stockpile. The U.S has come in support of Britain. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said the ammunition, which enhances the ability to overcome defenses on tanks, is not radioactive and not anywhere close to going into the sphere of nuclear weaponry. He said, this is a commonplace type of munition. If Russia is particularly concerned about the welfare of their tanks and their tank soldiers, they could just take them across the border back into Russia. I think that's what's really going on here is Russia just doesn't want Ukraine to continue to take out its tanks. Britain responded by accusing Russia of deliberately trying to disinform. Depleted uranium has nothing to do with nuclear weapons and capabilities, the U.K. Ministry of Defense said and said it was a standard component used by militaries including Russia itself. The United Nations Environment Programme has described depleted ammunition as chemically and radiologically toxic heavy metal. The IAEA or International Atomic Energy Agency says high concentrations in the kidney can cause damage and in extreme cases renal failure. While depleted uranium shells are technically not nuclear weapons, they are hazardous. The exploding shell can spread them in the air to over 25 miles or 40 kilometers, and these can be easily inhaled in the form of dust. Depleted uranium has a half-life of over 4 billion years. Interestingly, Taiwan which is getting M1A2 tanks from the U.S. has gone with tungsten carbide armor in their variant instead of depleted uranium armor. Russia has lost a lot of tanks and armored vehicles and with modern Western tanks being transferred to Ukraine in the coming days, the loss could increase significantly, especially if depleted uranium shells are provided. Given the fact that these shells would be used on Ukrainian land, the main reason for Russia's concern is not environment, but the increases in penetrative power.
2: Hello and welcome to this edition of World at War. I'm your host, Mohamed Saleh this week marks 20 years since the United States of America under the then-President George W Bush had invaded into Iraq but there have been few wars in history that have been driven by a pile of lies such as the invasion of Iraq so what did the United States of America achieve by invading into Iraq more than a million Iraqis got killed Saddam Hussein's departure created a power vacuum which gave birth to the ISIS. And two decades on, the scars of the Iraq war are still raw in the region. And the irony is that even George W. Bush in a Freudian slip admitted that the invasion of Iraq was a wholly unjustified and a brutal invasion.
1: When are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied. You lied about weapons of mass destruction.
2: You killed people! You lied! You lied about
1: WMD. A million Iraqis are dead because you lied! My friends are dead because you lied! You need to apologize!
3: Apologize!
2: This man is Mike Prisoner. He was one of the soldiers who was sent into the Iraq war by George W. Bush and he confronted his former president at a convention in Los Angeles in 2021. On the 19th of March, 2003, exactly 20 years ago, the United States began the invasion of Iraq with its shock and awe tactics. George Bush, who later admitted that his invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq were directed by God, was categorical in his threats.
3: All the decades of deceit and cruelty have now reached an end. Saddam Hussein and his sons must leave Iraq within 48 hours their refusal to do so will result in military conflict commenced at a time of our choosing.
2: The American aim in the invasion of Iraq was regime change. And to this effect, the United States accused Iraq under Saddam Hussein of developing and hoarding weapons of mass destruction. Not everyone believed this American spiel. Thousands across different capitals in the world hit the streets to stop the mindless war. And as American bombs rained down from the sky and the imposing statue of Saddam Hussein was brought down in central Baghdad it became abundantly clear that George Bush's administration had lied through its teeth hundred and fifty thousand American troops along with 40,000 British troops had been sent in to fight in this brutal war that was based on a fabrication within three weeks by the 9th of April the Americans declared victory
3: major combat operations in Iraq have ended in the battle of Iraq the United States and our allies have prevailed
2: but the bloodletting in Iraq had just begun pro-Saddam factions began an insurgency against American forces the power vacuum resulted in lawlessness but 2004 The insurgency by the Sunni factions had intensified in Fallujah, while the followers of the Shiite cleric Muqtada al-Sadr consolidated their stronghold in the South. Images of horrific abuse of detainees at the hands of American soldiers emerged from the Abu Ghraib prison, drawing international condemnation. Iraqi novelist Sinan Anton has a very pertinent question. Especially Americans and those who supported the war should think When in history did missiles and bombings bring democracy? Was there ever, was there a precedent for that? By 2011, over half a million Iraqi people had been killed. But the worst was yet to come. A bitter Sunni-Shiite civil war and a power vacuum in Baghdad created the conditions for the rise of the ISIS. And though the ISIS was eventually defeated, the vicious cycle of violence unleashed by George Bush's war continues to reverberate two decades after the lies were sold as a premise for an invasion. The decision of one man to launch a wholly
3: unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine, (laughs) Iraq, anyway.
2: Depleted uranium shells, you heard that right. Armour-piercing shells made out of depleted uranium is what the United Kingdom has offered to send to the battlefields of Ukraine. When Annabel Goldie, the Minister of State for Defense of the United Kingdom, made this statement, it knocked everyone's breath out. So what are depleted uranium shells? Is the use of this type of weapons even legal? Now where have they been used in the past? From the very outset of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, analysts have been talking about the possibility of this war turning into a nuclear conflict. Because make no mistake about this, once these depleted uranium shells are used in the battlefield, and Russia also responds ferociously with its own depleted uranium weapons, this war would have crossed the point of no return. Our next report gets you the details.
3: More than 100,000 soldiers have been killed on either side. Over 8.1 million Ukrainians have been uprooted from their homes and now live as refugees scattered in different parts of Europe. Despite this scale of human suffering, the possibility of a ceasefire to end this horrific bloodletting is not even remotely visible on the horizon. And now there is a new type of weapon that is all set to make its entry into the battlefields of Ukraine depleted uranium if the name depleted uranium made your heart skip a beat then it should first developed by the united states and the united kingdom in the 1970s depleted uranium is a byproduct that is obtained during the process of uranium enrichment it is mildly radioactive it has been linked to birth defects it can chemically contaminate the soil it can cause skin irritation lead to kidney failure and can result in skin cancer in people who are exposed to it. Depleted uranium was first used by the Americans on Iraq in the Gulf War in 1991. The Iraqi city of Nazaria was bombed in 1991 and again in 2003. Numerous infants born here to parents who have lived continuously in Nazaria are said to have been born with congenital defects. Besides Iraq, depleted uranium weapons have been used in Kosovo in 1999. Depleted uranium is 1.7 times denser than lead. Depleted uranium can penetrate straight through a tank's armor and erupt in a burning cloud of vapor. And when the vapor settles, it is poisonous and radioactive. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov has hit back at the West. The use of depleted uranium, he says, will end badly for everyone.
2: This is a step towards further escalation, towards a serious and quantitative escalation. There were statements of some Western representatives saying that there was nothing scary about it, that the depleted uranium shells were not banned, that they were not breaking any conventions, but everybody remembers what results the use of depleted uranium shells had in Yugoslavia or Iraq. When tens of thousands of civilians and NATO soldiers who used those depleted uranium shells were affected, there was a spike in oncological and other dangerous diseases. The soil was poisoned for decades.
3: Presently, there is no United Nations convention that bans the use of depleted uranium, even though the United Nations nuclear watchdog, the IAEA, has repeatedly cautioned about the risk of radiation in depleted uranium weapons. The British Ministry of Defense has announced that it will send depleted uranium shells with the 14 Challenger 2 tanks to Ukraine. Russia too has a stockpile of depleted nuclear weapons. For 13 long months, the Ukraine war has been fought with the most top-notch conventional weapons. But what is now clear is that the fighting in Ukraine is now slipping into dangerous nuclear territory. Over 20% of Ukraine has been reduced to rubble. Food has run out. There is acute scarcity of drinking water. Thousands of those who have survived the carnage and have managed to flee to a safer place have brought with them tales of horrific suffering.
2: I felt the temperature of my body going up so much that I thought I would burn alive. For a fraction of a second I wished that the concrete slab above falls down on me to stop me from burning alive. This is what was going on through my mind in the fraction of the second after the explosion.
3: And despite this, the political leaders who are pulling the strings on the battlefield and are turning the screw on the next round of escalation appear to be dragging us down the abyss of a nuclear Armageddon.
0: That was a report from the World is One News, preceded by a feature by Defense Updates, on the news that the Challenger 2 tanks Britain is sending to Ukraine will be armed with depleted uranium. Also from Defense Updates, a close-up view of the Abrams tanks that the U.S. will be purchasing for
1: Ukraine. U.S. President Joe Biden announced that Washington is sending 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine as part of Washington's continued support for the war-torn nation. Addressing reporters at the White House, Biden said, Russian President Vladimir Putin expected Europe and the U.S. to weaken our resolve. He was wrong from the beginning and he continues to be wrong. According to the president, a Ukrainian tank battalion typically consists of 31 tanks which is why that number has been agreed upon. He added, The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. They are also extremely complex to operate and maintain so we are also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. In this video Defense Updates analyzes why the M1A2 Abrams tank would maul Russian tanks in Ukraine. Let's get started. Abram was first introduced in 1980 to replace the M60 main battle tank which was introduced in 1960. The tank was technologically well ahead of most other tanks of its era. The U.S military has kept on upgrading the tank to maintain its edge. per reports the Pentagon is planning to provide Ukraine with the A2 version in its exportable form. Importantly, rather than sending Ukraine tanks from its own stocks, as it's done with previous weapons, the U.S has said it is buying the Abrams from the industry. The tanks are assembled in one place only, a government-owned General Dynamics operated plant in Lima, Ohio. The facility can produce 12 tanks per month, but the line is now full of new tank orders for Taiwan and Poland. This could potentially mean they won't arrive on the battlefield for many months. But this is not such a bad thing as Ukrainian personnel will need time for training. In 2016, the U.S. Army and Marine Corps began testing out the Israeli Trophy active protection system to protect their Abrams tanks from modern RPG and ATGM threats by firing small rounds to deflect incoming projectiles. It's unlikely that Ukraine bound tanks will have this. Over the years, due to upgrades, the Abrams has got heavier. It's probably the heaviest tank currently operating at nearly 75 tons. But it can manage a top speed of 42 miles per hour or 67 kilometers per hour. So even though the Abrams tank is heavy and bulky, it's surprisingly agile. It's faster than many other tanks and has superior cross country performance. This is mainly due to the powerful engine, which is essentially a modified helicopter engine adapted for use. The M1 Abrams powertrain consists of an AGT 1500 multi-fuel gas turbine, originally made by Lycoming (now Honeywell), capable of 1500 shaft horsepower, 1,100 kilowatts, at 30,000 rpm, and a six-speed four forward, two reverse. Allison X 1100-3B Hydrokinetic Automatic Transmission It is a multi-fuel engine which can run on any grade of petrol, diesel, aviation fuel such as JP4 or JP8 or kerosene. By 1989, the U.S. Army started transitioning solely to JP8. The engine is remarkably quiet. Due to this feature, the Abrams have even been nicknamed the Whispering Death. One of the most important improvements over the M1A1 in M1A2 is the M256 120 mm smoothbore gun, originally developed by Rheinmetall and produced in the USA under license. This gun is loaded manually. Abrams has a range of effective fire in excess of 2.5 miles or 4 kilometers. The U.S made military vehicle is one of the most modern battle tanks in the world but requires extensive training to operate. Provided that the logistics and maintenance are managed well, Abrams is potent to say the least. In suitable configuration and operated wisely. Abrams will be tough for Russian tanks to take out. Firepower is lethal and has been developed keeping in mind that Abrams could face Russian tanks like T-90 in battle. If the Ukrainian personnel absorb the training well, then Abrams operating with Bradley Fighting Vehicles could not only thwart a Russian armored thrust but also pierce Russian lines. Viewers may remember, Abrams tanks rolled over enemy tanks, mainly of Russian origin, in Afghanistan and Iraq. Well, 31 is not a big number, similar to HIMARS, more could arrive in the coming days. So this development could certainly spell a lot of trouble for President Putin.
0: That was a report from Defense Updates, a close-up view of the Abrams tanks that the U.S. will be purchasing for Ukraine. You heard a report on depleted uranium munitions that Britain will send to Ukraine. The announcement was made on March 20, 2023. The first Challenger 2 tanks have already arrived, and with them the fear that depleted uranium munitions may get fired soon. The concern is now that the Abrams tanks from the U.S. also might have depleted uranium munitions on board. You can hear this program again for free on TUC Radio's website, tucradio.org. Look at the newest programs or the podcast page. While you're there, you can subscribe to weekly free podcasts. Our email address is TUC at TUCRadio.org. TUC Radio takes its name from an aeronautical term. Time of useful consciousness is the time between the beginning of oxygen deficiency and the loss of consciousness the brief moment in which a pilot may save the plane. My name is Maria Gelauden. Thank you for listening.